Hey there, Wolfpack fans. We've got some positive news for you. We've got some good updates for you out of the portal. We have some tentative, tentative things to be excited about as right now, no news is good news in some regards for certain things that are going on around the program. Grayson, are you ready to get into it? I'm ready. We got a good episode. Listen, Candace Cooper of Locked On ACC, my co-host, they always calls it a portal party. And, um, you know, just let's, let's just be very grateful that none of our, no more of our players have jumped into that party than are already there. And we're getting a, a couple of really pretty folks to leave the party with us. That's, that's what we got going on right now. So we're going to get into all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we told y'all we were going to be sprucing up the joint a bit. We told you we were going to be doing more fun things with our slideshows and whatnot and, and bringing in more tweets and whatnot. And we had a moment uh, where if you're scrolling on MJ Morris's page, it seems it's in. Don't worry. Today's episode is going to be all about MJ. We got MJ Morris. Now we're going to talk about MJ Rice later. It's just every MJ you can imagine except that ball guy with a gambling problem. Now, <laughs> we, we had a moment where we were a little worried. We're a little worried there about MJ Morris, but it seems that all is good. All it, it seems like that for now. This was a tweet from yesterday with a Wolfpack fan calling him the future that he retweeted. So I, I it seems, for the moment at least, it seems that all is good. And, and let me tell you the importance of this, okay? When I when I look at this situation, you know, we talked about this before, Grayson, and we talked about the potential of him leaving and how, again, it just wouldn't make sense at this point, right? Like, we can both agree. He's a good player that we want to stick around, but it was just a moment where it's like, I mean, brother, there's there was there was a time where you're like, hey, if if great if um if Brennan's coming and I want to and I don't want to wait behind him, yeah, do that before spring ball. You know what I mean? Not after, but it seems like things have cooled down a bit, and the the uh, Auburn Tiger fans who are very thirsty in his comments will not uh, be getting their wish this time. It's kind of funny to sit here and maybe try not to overanalyze every single thing we see, you know, going on in the Twitter timeline. But since we last talked about it, it seems like only positive. And it's, again, we're we're probably reaching and trying to, you know, make something out of nothing. But MJ being on Twitter and, you know, retweeting these positive things from Wolfpack fans, you know, diving into his mentions, showing the, like the clip we just, the, the tweet we just had, uh, for those of you just listening to us, it was the the clips of his highlights from the Virginia Tech game where he pulled us out of yeah there it is again just pulled us out of the grave essentially and led us to victory there and it was a, it was the MJ Morris coming out party and it was so exciting to see a glimpse of the quarterback of the future which he is and that's exactly what this tweet says uh, which MJ clearly agrees with and so do we so it's uh it seems good again we you can't you can't make something out of nothing here but I. At the very least, um, regardless of QB1, QB2, the whole situation, it's undeniable that MJ is the quarterback of the future. He is the guy 
that we want leading this program for multiple years. And it could even be this year. You, you just never know. So it, it, it just, it, you can't emphasize how important enough that he sees the, uh, the Wolfpack fans embrace how important he is to the program. So, so, I mean, it's still early, but the impact that he's shown he can make in a short amount of time, you can't replace that. And I, I look at this situation and I say to myself, the fact that, you know, I hate to use this expression, but they, a lot of folks like to use the phrase, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And we are, um, we, we didn't need formally. Like, honestly, if somebody said one of these two players is going to leave, which one would you rather uh, keep MJ or Brendan? I mean, just from a logical, who's going to be here longer standpoint, obviously you go MJ, but again, based on what I saw in that spring game, which was a very small sample size. But nonetheless, based on what I saw, uh, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable yeah, keeping I mean, it, it, it kind of goes back to, you know, the first couple times we talked about this when Brendan was rumored to transfer in, and then he did end up transferring in. Yep. And I expressed that I was one of the, I mean, many, who was hesitant about this move from the first place because of, this potential situation where you don't want to run off your quarterback of the future. So as, as far as who wins the job, obviously we don't know yet. It's going to go through the summer into the fall and we're going to have to sit around and wait. But while that happens, it's just, it's important to understand that Brennan is here and we're going to have to find ways to utilize him while he is here, whether it's on the field, off the field in the huddle, because he knows the offense so well, you know, with with MJ potentially leading the program, it's just it's it's so important that everyone is included and they they all know how important they are to the overall puzzle. And so, again, there's just there's just so much left to still figure out. And it's like I said, it's it's funny to sit here and kind of overanalyze things in April, but it's important. It's important nonetheless. Everything you see, sometimes it's not for nothing, and when there's potentially smoke, you hope there's not fire. So, Grayson, we have a 19 episode minimum to hit. You understand? We don't make me break the fourth wall again. We got a lot of work to do here. We're going to overanalyze tweets. It's that time of the year, Grayson. It's that time of the year. We don't have that much to talk about. Baseball's wet in the bed against Wake Forest. We don't have that much going on to talk about at the moment. We did get the number one recruit in the nation in swimming, so that's nice. That's you know, shout out to. Shout out to uh, the the coaches over there for doing that good thing. But we don't have that much to talk about. So we're going to analyze these tweets. We're going to analyze. But um, in the uh, in the MJ episode today, again, we're, we're, things seem to be trending in a positive direction. And not to say that they were ever super negative. It was just, as I said before, very concerning that all of a sudden all these Auburn fans popped up. Like, you know, it's, it's like on a cartoon when like the protagonist walks into a dark room and then all of a sudden you see eyeballs pop up out of nowhere. You're like, what, where, where, where did those come from? What's going on here? It was one of those moments for me where I'm, I'm looking at these uh, Auburn tiger, Auburn, Auburn tiger folks. And um, you know, it, it was a little concerning, but it, it seems, seems like we're in, in good standing there. I don't, this is a super corny joke, but I'm going to go for it anyway. I don't want to have to go to war with their eagle, but I will if I have to when it comes to MJ Morris. 
Hey, listen, all I know is we're we're not going to take it as far as like poisoning any trees or anything like that. I know that, that was the thing that happened between Auburn and Alabama fans. I don't know who poisoned whose tree. I'm not not going to pretend to be a tree aficionado or know what happened in that situation, but we're not going to go there. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure that's a crime. Pretty sure that say uh, you'll end up in jail. But with that being said, again, uh, this is a moment that I'm, I'm looking at and I'm saying things seem to be on upswing. Things seem to be looking in a positive direction. So, you know, we, we were on pins and needles. We might have gotten some of Wolfpack Nation on pins and needles and, and alert there, but everything seems to be all right. Everything seems to be all right for now. You know, this is the, the new era of college sports where we could be wrong and come two days, the opening day of the uh, new transfer portal window, we could be proven very wrong. And we hope not. We hope not. We hope we've got good information here. We hope that everything is copacetic here, but you know, just, just letting you know it's who, and I'm going to tell you this, the best teams, they have guys, the succession plan was in place. Like it, it literally was right there in place. It was supposed to be Devin Leary doing his thing, balling out for maybe for last year, maybe this year, and then going on to the NFL and then MJ having a couple years sitting behind him, you know, getting ready, being groomed to be the guy goes and takes the thing over for the next three. That's how great teams make it happen. If you look at Lincoln Riley and what he's built at um, Oklahoma and now USC, he doesn't have long drop-offs in quarterbacks. There's always the next guy. And granted, he does a little more through the transfer portal, but even still, if you look around the country at some of the best programs, what they do with the quarterback position, their guy is their guy for years. And then there's the guy who comes in and sits on the bench a year or two behind them. And then that guy is the guy for a couple years and so on and so forth. That's how it works. Okay. I don't, I don't think that that's a, a, a something that should surprise anybody. Ohio state, same thing, right? There was fields, who was the guy for years. And there was Stroud, who was the guy for years. And then this next guy they got in line should be, that's how it works. That's how the best teams do it. You don't want to have to replace your starting quarterback every year. You want to have a situation where a young guy learns for a year or two under the seasoned veteran, and then boom, they take it and run and they become the seasoned veteran. I do think it's kind of funny that it, se- it seems like NC State just never has that sort of progression. It's almost like, it's like the imperfect encapsulation of what it is to be an NC State fan, where it's like, if you think you know how something is supposed to go or how it might happen, more often than not, you better keep thinking because the the result you're going to get is something you didn't see coming, sometimes for the best, sometimes not for the best. It's all over the place. But with MJ, this is like the first time in, a, in quite some time where you have such a talent waiting in the wings that everyone knows about it. Everybody's excited about it. And while maybe there's a slight hiccup this year, I really don't want to call it a hiccup because again, like, he still has all the opportunity in front of him to still be the guy this year. But whether it's Brennan or whether it's MJ, he is still the future. He's there for a reason. So you can't lose sight of that amongst all the, all the hubbub. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, this is we're we're going in where we're supposed to go. Things are going in the right direction. You know, we're, and, and are we talking to Wolfpack nation right now? Yes. Are Grace and I also talking to ourselves a little bit here? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We're telling ourselves to relax because we were concerned too. We were concerned too. It, it, it is, it is a very, um, it's, it was a very, 
again, a rough moment, but seems to be seems to be going in the right direction. And one thing that's always going in the right direction is Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need to be tasting the best tasting protein bar ever, and that's Built. You got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make a healthier snack choice, but you don't want to compromise on the taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. You got to try it. And what makes them so good? They're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, folks. And they come in unbelievably good flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how they do it, but you know what's even better? You don't have to go online anymore if you want to go to a store. It is right there for you at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, and you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com if you don't want to go in store. They got options for everybody. So if you're close to a Sam's Club or Walmart, walk in and grab your box of four or 13 of Built Bar today. All righty. So, Grayson, we go from one MJ on a field to another MJ on a court. MJ Rice. Former Kansas guard, transferring, local guy. I believe he's he's local, right? He's from Durham, yep. Durham, yeah, local guy from right down the street. Tell me, I mean, hey, I'm going to just say this. I know everybody hates it, right? But, like, as a native Detroiter, I'm like, wait, so everybody thinks that Raleigh and Durham are, like, the same thing? And it was like, yeah, they're very different, but people mention them together. And I was like, oh, okay, that's weird, but sure. Anyway, from right down the street, impact player, tell me what you think with him coming to town. Oh, yeah. So it, it this came up just the other day. You know, I even mentioned MJ as a possibility. MJ Rice, I got to be specific now. I mentioned MJ Rice a couple a couple episodes back uh, when he first entered himself into the portal. But now, you know, the list is coming out where it's an extensive list of teams that are interested. NC State is on that list. Um, makes a lot of sense because he is a local kid. And we were... I don't remember the exact number. We were a finalist uh, for MJ Rice coming out of high school. So Keats has already been involved. I'm sure he knows him probably very well. And uh, we're going to get him on campus. Um, He's coming to campus this Saturday. Um, I saw a tweet that uh, set us off on that. But MJ Rice, it's a a big name to know. He's a former McDonald's All-American. He was a consensus four-star. Yep, there's the tweet there. NC State was a finalist for him out of high school. And if you need a refresher, um, I have a little quick summary um, off of the 247 Sports page. But he's a powerfully powerfully built wing who's a true matchup nightmare. He has a physical build of a Mack truck, but combines his powerful frame with a great amount of athleticism and skill. Hello. We'll take all of that, please, and thank you. Uh, His strength allows him to be extremely effective on the drive as he bullies and overpowers opposing defenders on his way to the rim where he's an elite finisher. This sounds like something we haven't had a whole lot of, of recently NC state. I could think of maybe Darion Sebron, although he is a little bit more wiry in his frame, but his ability to finish at the rim was something that was extremely valuable to that team when we seemingly had nothing else going for us in uh 21, 22, but MJ rice, you gotta think that, you know, coming off the heels of the, the Jaden Taylor edition, MJ Rice would fit into the game plan beautifully with the, you know, a powerful frame. He's an elite rebounder as well. He's aggressive. He gets after the basketball. We're going to need that kind of tenacity to try and rebuild 
I guess, kind of rebuild uh, a winning team. And he seems like a, a, a very good piece to throw into the mix. And clearly Keats is doing something right because we have him in town here this weekend. So I hope we're pulling out all the bells and whistles because this is a, a guy we would love to have enter the program. And this is what I'm talking about in terms of, you know, when we talk about football in succession, there should be a similar situation with basketball, right? Here's what I mean by that. You bring in him, but you also bring in a guy like Tremaine Parker, who people look at and they say like, yo, this guy is unreal. He is, I mean, his name on uh, his name on Twitter is Showtime Trey. And trust me, the boy puts on the show every time he does it. NBA players are, are often left like, wait, what? I'm, I'm sorry, that young man did what with the ball? I'm saying all that to say this. Again, you're looking at a situation where you're going to have MJ Rice come in potentially and be a really good be a really good guy in terms of driving the ball, getting to the rim, finishing. You got another guy coming in behind them that is pretty much good with those exact same things. Are we are we catching the theme here? We're bringing in some forwards who can shoot the blood out the ball. This is what I'm looking at in terms of like we're building out a really good team that Keats can do something special with. And at yeah, the end of the about, day, oh, go ahead. go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. I was going to say, think about a set where you have MJ Rice and you have DJ Burns on the floor at the same time. As mm-hmm. aggressive as MJ Rice, I got to keep remembering to say his last name too. As MJ Rice is able to you get to the rim. We know you're talking about basketball. Nobody <laughs> thinks MJ Morris is going to walk on the field. I mean, walk on the court. Now, if we were talking baseball, That'd be slightly different. We're talking baseball. MJ Morris is a former baseball player, but we're talking basketball. We know you're talking MJ Rice. Yeah, with the the athleticism that MJ Rice possesses and able to get to the rim and finish at the rim, but in the times where he can't quite finish at the rim, you got DJ Burns in the paint to clean it up. Mm -hmm. That sounds delicious. That sounds like a lot of offensive boards, a lot of extra points that we maybe haven't been able to capitalize on years past. And then, again, you still have a guy like Casey Morsell waiting to snipe in the corner. You got Jaden Taylor coming into the mix. He can score the basketball. A lot of pieces, I think, would benefit with the addition of MJ Rice. And don't forget, if a team is going, um, you know, really big to, quote, unquote, clog up the paint for DJ Burns, you could put Mahorchich out there as well to say, like, all right, well, y'all can go big. We can go big-er. This is an asterisk, Hope assuming Mahorchich is able to come back. But yes. Right. Right. Of course. Of course. Assuming he's able to come back, which he should be, but you know, should be in, in the NCA and NC state never really, you know, but that isn't in the recipe. That's just how it works out. sometimes. It's, it's tough. Anyway, with that being said, I think again, we've seen before our coaches have not always gotten the first player out of the portal. Haven't always made splashes immediately out of the portal, but when they do, they get some impactful players. It's some players that are going to do something special. I remember when Casey Marcel touched down there, but do we really want a guy that he can't shoot threes? Great. I mean, yeah, he can defend a little bit, but he can't shoot threes. He doesn't have an offensive bag. Now look, 40% three-point shooter that loves to take on other teams' best uh, best guard. And he's not timid about shooting the ball, which we have seen from other three-point specialists here, which was very disheartening. Not going to say any names. But, yeah, that's, that's you know, we're looking at a good thing there. So, yeah, all in all, 
we're in good shape with MJ Rice here. We're in good receiving shape. that receiving that mutual interest back from MJ Rice is like a perfect transition to what we were just talking about in the last episode with people getting a little bit restless and missing out on the first couple uh, players that had interest back. And Damian Dunn, who was a guard from Temple, he wound up at Houston. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned last episode Dontre Styles from UNC. He's taking his talents over to Georgetown. And then um, a 7-1 center from Marshall, that was Micah Han, Han Logton. I think that's how you say it. He uh, he announced that he would <clears throat> be taking a visit here to NC State, but then committed to Florida before that took place. And then, boom, the next day, a big name, MJ Rice, is coming to campus to check us out on Saturday. Prime example, there's so much talent just floating in the portal that Keats and the crew is still working on. So... Don't be discouraged because there's a lot of exciting opportunity still floating around out there. I believe the number is something like one in five um, Division One basketball players. Yep, 20%. There's talent. There's talent out there. And it's not just about getting the guy that's the most talented. It's about the guy getting the guy that fits into your system or, or that you can most comfortably build around. Even if you're one of those people that's like, hey, don't put square pegs into a round hole. Okay, great. But I still want a square peg that won't give me a splinter. That's that's still something I want here. I want a, 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 the whatever I'm building around. I want it to be a certain thing for me to build around. So that's that's just my thoughts there. We will end the MJ episode in just a minute after a quick word from our sponsors. So we appear to be in good stands with MJ Morris. We appear to be in good stands with MJ Rice. Everything appears to be going smoothly in Wolfpack land for now. What say you, Grayson? So far, so good. Uh, this last segment, we're going to be talking about some NC State baseball. Do we have an MJ on the roster? Might have to take a quick peek. I, I do ahead. not believe we have an MJ on the roster um, in terms of, of baseball. I don't believe so. But, yeah, as far as baseball goes, um, just recapping last weekend, we only wound up with a doubleheader at Wake Forest due to some very poor weather. Uh, unfortunately, we dropped both of those um, at our at our own hand, it seemed. Uh, just more of the same that's kind of plagued this year in defensive errors. It's, it's so interesting. Thing. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, but it's so interesting to say we dropped those two, seeing as how many fielding errors we've had this year. Correct. The phrase drop those two. Wow. Quality pun right there. Quality pun by my man, Grayson Boone. Proceed. Yeah, so it's just it's it's been a little bit more of the same. The same kind of issues are still nagging at us. The inconsistent defense at horrible times to commit errors like we saw in not just the first, but both of the Wake Forest games. And two games where we really competed well because of how elite the Wake Forest pitching staff is. We were able to make them labor, make them make mistakes. Uh, we took the lead off of their ace, uh, Rhett Louder. There's a big home run by Chase Nixon. And I really thought we are going to be able to pull away with that, but just couldn't escape. Uh, and get out of our own way, unfortunately. But with that being said, we got a whole lot of opportunity coming up in front of us. We're kind of transitioning into the weaker, I guess, back half of our ACC schedule. We have Florida State coming into town this weekend. Uh, we have Clemson coming to town the weekend after this weekend. Both of those teams are in the basement of the of the Atlantic Division. So these are two series that we need to either win two out of three or sweep them and anything less than accomplishing that I think is a massive failure because at this point 
both of these series are they have the feel of do or die and we the the struggles we've had against the higher level teams in the wake forests and the miamis and the virginias that's going to hurt us if we're not able to capitalize when we play against teams like clemson and florida state and kenton if you could throw the slide rack up real quick um i see avent has decided to switch up the pitching rotation a little bit for this weekend it could be something it could be nothing Uh, again not sure if i'm making uh many inferences out of thin air here but dom fritton uh, our freshman arguably the best pitcher we've had so far uh in the regular season he's been our sunday guy is now being moved up to the friday night start uh more or less the marquee matchup on Friday night. So does this mean Avent is shuffling around the starting rotation? We're going to have to wait and find out. He threw up two uh, TBDs for Saturday and Sunday, which I thought was interesting. Uh, It is a little bit of a a different situation in that you had all three of your weekend starters throw on Sunday, uh, being that we've only played a doubleheader. But Dom Fritton did throw in game two. He came out of the bullpen in relief. So all three of our guys threw on Sunday. So this could be just a move to rearrange who could be ready first. So it could be Dom is ready to go first in the weekend. And then you could see Matt Willison Saturday and Andrew Whitaker on Sunday. Or like I mentioned, uh, I tweeted just before we got on this broadcast. Could this be the reemergence of Sam Heifel as a starter? Uh, I've I've kind of held this opinion throughout the season so far in that I think you get the most out of Sam Highfield when he is a weekend starter. Um, obviously, he's still in the bullpen. He was he had a very strong start to the season coming out of the bullpen. He has struggled a little bit as as of late, but we're gonna have to find out. So again, we have a just a very slight shuffle in the pitching rotation for the weekend, but it's a must-have series against Florida State who has massively struggled this year. They're, they started off hot a little bit. They, they took a, a, a tough series on the road at TCU. Since then, they haven't done much of anything. So this is a series that NC State absolutely has to capitalize on by either, like I said, winning two out of three or sweeping. Anything Either-way. less than that is frankly unacceptable at this point in the year because every win from here on out is enormous uh, when it comes to finishing the ACC standings. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. And I'm gonna let you have that as the last word there. Wolfpack Nation, thank y'all so very much for coming out. We hope that all is well with DMJ. We're hoping that, you know, both of them are on campus for a couple of years going forward. We'll see. We'll see. Everything seems good right now, but we'll see. Thank y'all so very much for coming out. We appreciate you every single time. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. Go Pack. You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 